started. Sounds good. Sounds good. Cool. Welcome to She Bought That DVD, the podcast where every week we are watching one movie from our mom's giant collection of movies and DVDs, DVDs more specifically. I am Jaylene. I am Violet. And what movie did we watch this week? Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Ooh, a Thanksgiving classic. Just a classic. According to a lot of people, this is the film that they watch for Thanksgiving. Really? I am surprised. Are you surprised? That that's... Because he's rushing home for Thanksgiving. Yeah, but I I don't see Thanksgiving as a day to sit down. Hmm. I can see it being played on television okay, for Thanksgiving okay. weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Whether it be the Wednesday before yeah. Thanksgiving or even a Sunday where everyone's kind of like turkeyed out. Yeah. Okay. I don't think I'd watch it. It's the thing. Or sit down and watch the entirety of it. No. If it was on TV um, and someone hadn't seen it before, I'd, be, I'd sit down and watch it with them. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Yeah. Have you seen the movie before? Uh, yeah, I have seen the film before, and I think you have. I think we watched it at the same time. Okay. I'm pretty sure. So I have two memories of it as to, like, how we watched it. The first one being was on TV, and mom, and I believe dad was kind of around, and we watched it together on TV. Yeah. And mom was familiar. like... Oh, this is such a great film. But we had come in part way that we hadn't mm. seen the entire thing. So that's how she bought the DVD. So we now know the origin story of how we ended up with this DVD. That makes sense. This memory makes sense. Yeah. It feels, yeah. I, I, I was do, there for it. I do know this is why and how she bought this DVD. So then she sent the DVD with us to Debbie's house. Okay. And we were watching it because i believe this was over christmas break or summer break it was a break of some sort because yeah. we like we only watch yeah we only yeah. watched uh movies at her place when it was summer spring or christmas break we never really ever we weren't tv watchers at her place no she didn't really let us watch the tv and we would come home from after school and it would be do your homework we did a lot of coloring we did puzzles um Playing, playing, imagination. Yeah, yeah, Barbies, dolls, whatever it was. But we didn't watch a lot of TV and it had to, yeah. It was, I can recall like Summer's mom sending a movie over. Veggie Tales. Veggie Tales. And I, also <laughs> Pippi Longstocking. Those are the two movies that I remember watching. Also Free Willy. But that wasn't by us. That, so that was, was by her daughter. Yeah. Um, so I remember we were sent with the DVD. It got played. And the big swearing scene starts and Debbie's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What is this? Okay. I was, I was, well, it was happening. <laughs> I was like, I don't, I don't remember seeing this. I don't remember it having any impact on like, oh, he's saying bad words. I just knew he was angry and he was being unkind to this woman. But... I was like, what adult was in the room while I was watching this? And were they panicked or concerned at all? So Debbie was. Okay. I remember that. And I don't think either of us knew what words he was necessarily saying. Yeah, no. I think we were too young. Also, so sheltered. Yeah. Like, we had never really heard words like that ever. bitch was like, oh, 
that was a yeah no oh and stupid 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 yeah yeah we're was not allowed to say stupid for a long time yeah so i mean like didn't didn't recognize that as a swear word but all of a sudden i i just like clung onto this memory of like something's happening in the scene that like i'm being exposed to but i don't know what it is and like that's huh. the last time we've seen this movie because I, yeah no i haven't seen it it's not something that as a teenager you're like oh yeah i'm just gonna pull out the dvd player and put <laughs> in plane trains them, and, yeah. <laughs> yeah no that's not gonna happen so then i looked it up because i was just like this scene came up on the television and mom and dad or mom didn't have that reaction and i was like is it a different scene it is oh there's a tv friendly one it's a different cut yes wow oh wow i know because that scene alone is the reason why this film is rated r yeah okay which i mean it's 18 fucks yeah (laughs) in a span of i think like 90 seconds is what it is yeah and so if that film didn't have that it was an easy like pg pg 13 of the 80s i mean at this point i'd say even pg general like it is like 22 2022 standards there's nothing nothing. in that film that i'm like oh that's pretty uh, risque or scandalous or no a body part showing yeah no not at all (laughs) so i found that out and then the film so i like i guess that's what gets aired on television is the non-swearing one yeah because abc or whoever has like the rights i think it's paramount is the one that does the has the rights to the film whoever television company owns that that's one that they release the other thing is i don't how much research did you do on this film no you did none okay the original film length was three hours and 40 minutes jesus that sounds like the most stressful three hours of your life (laughs) what uh steve martin was like handed over a hundred pages in script and he said to john hughes so like what are we cutting out and john's like not cutting anything Uh (laughs) uh-huh they went on an adventure i wonder what they did (laughs) what happened where did they go (laughs) what did you you didn't watch any of the trailers nope okay so this is how remember how we keep talking about the fact that Mm. in trailers there's unseen footage yeah they shot three hours and 20 minutes worth of like film if they cut it into that three hour and 20 minute or 40 minute film like however long it is i have it in my notes an hour and 37 no an hour and 32 i think it's an yeah but that's also including trailers 27 i can't remember it's it's not as long there were subplots happening in this film so apparently one of the subplots was the wife thought she was being cheated on and he actually was like given the runaround and be like no like i'm coming home honey and behind her back he's sleeping with someone else and that's why like when she's just like really you're sleeping with a stranger and like all those all those questions but when it went to the limited audience viewing people were really confused because there was too much going on ah i mean I wouldn't want to watch a three hour and 40 minute movie. That wasn't how long it was. It was just under two hours. I liked the length of this film. Yeah, it's perfect. Okay, it's an hour and 33 minutes. Yeah. I mean, that includes uh, the trailers. Yeah, okay. But I thought it was like 
out of everything that we've watched so far, that felt like the 90 minutes. Yeah. Because there's been other times where I'm just like, oh my God, this movie won't end. <laughs> yeah, no, I... I mean, it's the same length as Lions for Lambs, and I had a much more enjoyable time, and it went by faster. Yes. Yeah. Yes. This DVD obviously was not wrapped because we we watched it when we were kids or it was sent with us. Yeah. No bonus features and there was no beginning Mm -hmm. trailers. Interesting. Yeah. I went looking for that. Apparently in a specific re-release, they had added stuff. Like a special edition. Didn't buy that one, nor did we. Was it widescreen or full screen? I don't remember. And I didn't write it down. I'm assuming full screen. I think it was full screen. I think part of me now is like, now that we're watching so many more films on full screen, I'm starting to block it out and just accept it for what it is. Pretty sure it's full screen. Also, it's not an action film, so you're not really missing out much. No. Yeah. No. It did very well in the box office. Oh, I could imagine. Yeah. It was like in the top four, I think for 10 weeks is what I saw. Mm -hmm. And then it got released to the UK and it did very well in the UK as well, which is Quite surprising, too, because... So American? Yeah, the UK don't don't really celebrate Thanksgiving. But I also wouldn't say, like, the film's focal point isn't about Thanksgiving. No. He's just about getting home no. in time to spend time with his family, family. which can be translated to any freaking holiday. It could be Easter, which mm-hmm. that's what they have in the UK. Well, and they also... I could see why the film doing so well, because they have two really big names. Yes, Steve Martin and John Candy. Yeah. I could see people wanting to go to the film just to see them as well. I didn't look into Steve Martin's career, like when this came out, but I would say it's around. I'm going to pull that up right now. It's it's around a good part of his like point of his timeline. It's near the end of John Candy because John Candy. 19... 19- 90. Oh, I looked up. I looked up his death. It was 19. It was in the 90s. Yeah. I can't remember. I don't. We can also look that up too. But Steve Martin, I've realized, doesn't really do too much now. I Again, I didn't do much research on him, but isn't as prolific as when we were growing up because... He transitioned really well into being like dad comedy. Yes. Yeah. And we are of that generation where all the Disney stars are around our age. We're looking up to them and he's playing the father figure to them, a.k.a. Cheaper by the Dozen. Like being the most prominent one that I'm thinking of. Yeah. Has he been in anything? Yeah. Like prior to it. Yeah, he had been in. Quite a bit. Yeah. Nothing's. Oh. Nothing standing out huge, but he he had a he had a career because it's not until here. So he is doing stuff. Oh, and then he did Father of the Bride after. I don't. I again, I'm not very familiar with his career uh, trajectory. Nor am I. John Candy, if you don't mind looking him up. Yeah, Uncle Buck, I believe, is his final. Yeah, that's the only. I almost wanted to call him when we revealed that it was playing Trains and Automobile. I was like, oh, Uncle Buck's in that. And I was like, that's not his name, so I didn't say it. Um, He, 1994. That's when he passed away. 
But here, where was this in his John Hughes put him in a lot of his films, which this film is directed by and written by John Hughes. He was in Home Alone. Yes. It's a like a special um, blip of him. It's not a big role. Cool runnings. Yes. Yeah, we actually have uh, quite a few John Candy films to go through because we have Uncle Buck and we'll have cool runnings to watch as well. I love cool runnings. That's a good movie. And we have Home Alone. Do we own Home Alone? Yeah, we do have Home Alone. Okay. But he's not, again, yeah. he's not a really big character. He was doing, he joined that film more as a favor to John Hughes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. That's about it for things that I found about the film. There is a lot of trivia. Oh, I'm sure. It's very lengthy. I did, I pulled out some of the stuff that I thought was really relevant or interesting. Um, but we can kind of jump into the film. Uh, it came out in 1987. Neither of us were alive. No. Nearly. Ish. Oh, same year Brave Little Toaster came out, it looked like. Not important. I haven't seen that film in forever. Hey. Don't recall much of it. Mm-mm. But it's a toaster that goes on an adventure. And he's a scared little toaster. Yeah. And then he becomes brave. Yeah. Well, but also the, the, it's the train that could. Yeah. I, I feel like that movie is literally like 30 minutes long with I not much story to it. I think it is. Yeah. But in my mind, it's like. Yeah. And I think it's because it was one of the few VHSs that we had at the time that we watched a lot. And Beauty and the Beast. Yes. Yeah, that's another one that we watched a lot. I, I'm Beauty. glad we never got rid of our VHSs because I do one day. You want to see what they all were? Yeah. The thing with Beauty and the Beast, I know we had that one for a long time and we watched that one a lot because that's the one or the one of the few Disney movies that I remember everything from. Whereas I went back and watched The Little Mermaid when I was like 18 and I was surprised by some of the stuff that happens in it. I don't recall it. I th- feel this similarly about something like Aladdin. If I were to watch Aladdin. I don't remember anything about Aladdin. I know bits and pieces, but not the story in its entirety. Yeah. Aladdin and the other one that I just thought of. Pocahontas. Oh, I just remember loving the music in Pocahontas. Yeah. But couldn't tell you anything about it. No, I I don't really remember much. I mean, I cut all of that out. But yeah, there's there's going to be ones that I'm going to be excited to, and yeah. like re, re-experience. Re-experience would be yeah. reintroduced. Yeah. <coughs> okay. Cool. We can jump into the movie. So the movie starts two days before Thanksgiving at this painful meeting that is going on. Which? Did you go to the end of the credits? I did not. I didn't either. But according to the trivia... If you stay until the end of the credits... Does he finally make a decision? The guy is still sitting there trying to make a decision, and he has a turkey in front of him. Oh, wow. (laughs) So someone thought about him. (laughs) Oh, wow. So it goes to show how indecisive this uh, meeting was for this gentleman. Don't want to have a meeting with him. No. Uh, We meet Neil right off the bat. He's, like, trying to... I I loved the opening silence and just like 
the utter panic of like, I need to leave. I like, what are we all doing? Like, I need to go. Okay. My issue with that though is no one is saying anything. There's very minimal noise going on. I know exactly why they're doing that, but I just wanted someone to speak so I could tell how loud my film was. <laughs> so I, so if I could sit back down or like figure out if I could turn it up or down. That's it. I was like, please, someone say something. And I just like stood hovering, waiting for someone to speak to adjust my speaker. I mean, it would would be different in the theaters because yeah. it's already preset for you. But <laughs> yes, yes, I definitely <laughs> understand that. I I just thought it was like such a unique way that was building tension. Yes, that you're all of a sudden invested of like, what are we so tense about? Like, I I don't understand. And then you're finding out, oh, Neil needs to leave, and he's like rushing around to try and get a cab and. I loved, okay, my first thought was I'm loving the film, the mm-hmm. like the grittiness of the film. I'm loving seeing New York in the 80s. Yes. That was just like so cool to see with actual old vehicles and it not being 2015 recreating something in the 80s. Yes. That like, I think I really enjoyed that the film for the fact that it was transporting you back in time Mm -hmm. where you still understand and can relate to everything that's happening. Even us being today, we're still under time pressures. Yes. And like, that's what I like. Translated. Yeah. Yeah, Like you still understand everything about him. Like you're like, okay, he's catching a plane. Okay. I've tried running to a plane and being stressed out. Like, am I going to make it on time? time. Yeah. He's trying to get home, like to see his family. Yeah. No, it, very definitely relatable or being stuck in a meeting that you're desperately wanting to get out of. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, Like no one ever wants to be on a Friday evening. Like no one likes Friday meetings. No. Unless they're 9 a.m. Thursdays. (laughs) Morning meetings. Great. Yes, please. I mean, because then you have the rest of your day to focus on stuff. You know you're not going to be trapped. Yeah. So then he's in the giant taxi lineup and then spots a taxi, but then competes against Kevin Bacon across the street on a race and Kevin Bacon wipes out. And then Steven's, oh, it's not Steve, it's Neil. Uh, (laughs) Neil ultimately ends up wiping out Mm -hmm. on who we future will meet. Dell is trunk. Trunk. Yeah. But I don't know where this transition is, but basically runs after cab. And my next note is music slaps. Yeah. Oh, be, it, because it's the well, it's the race. It's music, so basically. good. Yeah, like I was just like bobbing my head, jamming out, like really, really invested in what was about to happen. Yeah, good movie or good music. Yeah, he ultimately doesn't get the taxi because he has tripped and fallen, and Kevin Bacon kind of gives him this like smirk of "ha, got it," and he's Neil's all like grumpy, and then he spots another cab. Which and he this barter's over. Yeah. And he pays the gentleman $75 to get the cab from the stranger. All the while, Dell, who we don't know again, has put his trunk into the cab 
and has taken off. Taken off. And Neil is so upset and is chasing after this cab and is like, You've taken my cab. And he like opens up the door and scared. Like, that would scare the living shit out of me too. Someone else? Yeah. You just see this like fear on Del's face, like, oh, like, oh my goodness. And um, anyways, they end up at the airport and they're sitting across from each other. Yeah, flights are delayed, so they're stuck waiting. And then Del goes, oh, hey, I recognize you. And I don't forget. A, I never forget a face. face. Yeah. And then Neil has to be like, yeah, well, guess what <laughs> What you did. And then then Del's like, oh, my goodness, I didn't even realize. So sorry about that. Like, I'll, I'll pay you back or I'll, I'll buy you. I'll buy you like something like he just is just offering whatever he can oh a beer a beer no i don't want a beer a coffee no i don't want a coffee tea i know i don't he's literally offering yeah. him anything except yeah. for water which yeah, he says soda yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> doesn't want it eventually they make it onto the flight and neil doesn't get his first class, class. Ugh. Ugh, sorry. I, I mean like a bit entitled yes super entitled but Just be, be appreciative that you're on the damn flight. It was delayed. You're trying to get home for Thanksgiving. You made it onto that flight. Congratulations. But I am confused, though. How did he lose his first class seat when he had a ticket for a first yeah, class? Yeah, I couldn't figure out what was going on there. That part didn't make sense to me. No, it was it's just like, like, you have a seat, sir. So why are you being told that you don't have a seat? Yeah, I don't know what was going on with that. But he ends up having to sit next to... Dell. So we get more Dell in his life. Yeah. Now, how stressed out were you with Dell sitting next to Neil and him being, I'm going to say, annoying and a bit nosy? Yeah. Like a busybody. Yeah. Um, not, not much at this point? No, I was just kind of like, you just sit in your seat. But the person that I was watching this with was like, how long is this flight? They're literally going from Chicago, like New York to Chicago. That's not very far. And then that's when you find out their flight path has changed and they end up in Wichita, Kansas. Which I then looked up on a map and I was like, how did they end up here? They that's had a, they had so many other that's places what I was trying to figure to out to land into. And they land in Wichita, Kansas, which is further south and even more west than yeah. chicago yeah yeah i was confused too but sure so apparently it did happen though because this is how john hughes got his idea that he was on a flight oh wow from new york he ended up landing in wichita oh wow. and he had to get to chicago so he got his way like made he his way to by any means wow but I again, I'm just. I like, guess there was just such a bad snowstorm on the East Coast. That, that's the. Best that's thing really the only other thing that I can think of. Yeah, and airports weren't accepting any. Yeah, because it was just like, why didn't they go to St. Louis or St. Louis, however you pronounce it? Because they end up going there, and that's further east. So mm -hmm. it's just like, but then yeah, you could be right. The snowstorm was so severe that they needed to get out of it. Yeah, could be. They land in, yeah, Wichita, and uh, he tries to get, uh, Neil tries to get himself a place to stay, and everything is booked, and then in comes Dell to save the day, and oh, yeah, I, uh, 
I uh, sold some shower rings to shower curtains, mm-hmm. rings. rings. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, to the owner of this motel or whatever it was. I'm sure he's got a spot for you. Follow me. That cab ride. I said epic lift job. That's it. That's that I said. cab was just like amazing. <laughs> I would be so uncomfortable in it, but that car was like lifted it was decorated that the sleaze ball up front driving and he was like oh hey like yeah i was expecting though because he's like oh i was just giving your friend a tour and i was like a night and like you can't see anything (laughs) but i was expecting the cab like the total to just be really really high because this guy just drove them around for however many minutes and extra yeah so extra mileage as well on top of but they never touched on that. I was like, I was like panicked for like, oh God, how's the, how much is the total of this cab ride going to be? I know. Well, <laughs> I also then thought because it has been so long and I, of course, like I'm not going to remember all the specifics. Um, I then was like, well, is Dell in like on the side with the cab driver and they're going to split the money. So like Dell told him like, yeah, take him for a ride and then we'll split the Like that's oh, how I, w- I was reading because okay. it was just like, I don't know. But then it's not true because like you find out that Dell is genuinely a nice Just, guy. Yeah. Speaking of which, though, were you having moments where all of a sudden you're like, that's where I've seen this scene before? Or no? Because it happened three times. No. I was like, oh, yeah, that scene. But not, oh, that's where it's from. I, I all of a sudden, when it happened, I was like, this is the film. No, I didn't have that. Huh. Okay, turns out not enough room at the um, motel. Just for, there was only one One room room with one bed, double. So they, two strangers sharing a uh, motel. Would you do that? If you were in that situation, what would you do? Had I spent, let's say it's similar. Like it's another female, but it's another female. If it was a male, I think it be a little bit different but if it was similar to them gentleman gentleman woman to woman yes especially if i had spent that amount of time with them already okay it'd be different if i had met them at the airport and been like i'm just yeah 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 i agree yeah because at that point you're like well i've already spent six to eight hours with you so you can't be all that bad besides Neil already fell asleep on the plane Mm -hmm. and didn't get hurt. But now I'm thinking about there's witnesses. So maybe it's a bit different. And Del was the one who approached him. So Neil really had nothing to lose. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah. So I I don't, I don't don't see it as a too big of a deal. Especially, okay. The other thing, especially being in your home country. Yes. Okay. I'd agree with that. If I was in a different country and English was not the first language and the person wasn't speaking English as their first language, then my anxiety would be going through the roof. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. Okay. The The biggest thing that happens is they grab their own credit cards. Yes, that is a key thing to note. You are right. Yeah. And the hotel scenes like with them is pretty hilarious as well. Yes. I was going to say the shower scene. Yeah. (laughs) I, as a child, 
as a kid after watching this movie was like, I wonder if I could dry my body with just a face cloth. <laughs> so you betcha I did do that and tried. I wanted to know what that experience would be like. I mean, you have way less hair than Neil does. No, I know. And I was also a smaller human being at that point <laughs> as well. True. Like I was a child. <laughs> so it worked out fine. That towel is so tiny. Yes. The other thing that drove him crazy was the state of the bathroom. It was a disaster. Yes. And then, Uh, so there's a lot of scenes that are cut out of this. And I think in the trailer, you can see the Dell scenes and he's playing with everything in the bathroom while he's getting ready. Oh. And so he, while he's playing in the bathroom, that's where the mess starts. Comes from. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So then they sleep in the bed together, Mm -hmm. but Neil's bedside is covered in beer. Beer. Why is like... Dell not sleeping on that side or did he just spill it all over the bed maybe no because Dell says do you want to trade spots and he was like no it's fine I don't understand that's what I don't understand either I if I spilled the beer I'd be like yeah I guess I'm sleeping there yeah and then Dell is clearing his sinuses <laughs> and Neil has a like a freak out and he gets out of bed and he's mad and Neil tells him he has no filter for his stories and no one wants to hear his stories. It's this giant like monologue of basically he's picking on Dell for everything that he's done wrong and annoyed Neil yeah. within the last like 12 hours, hours of yeah. knowing each other. Yeah. Do you think Neil was in the right for saying this to Dell? I think he could have said it in kinder words. Yeah, I think the problem with Neil is he has a temper and is used to getting his way. So all of a sudden, he'll have these like explosions. Yeah. Um, I think it could have been communicated in a kinder way. I don't think he was in the wrong for being like, look, man, I'm just trying to sleep. I get you got your sinus things going on, but you need to understand from my perspective. Like, no. Yes, I agree with that. Yeah. And like, can we just sleep? Del, but then Del says why he's doing it. Yeah. Like he had a reason. It wasn't just to. Yeah. To fuck with p- him and yeah. yeah, piss him off. Del isn't offended because he likes who he is and doesn't need Neil's approval. I love that about Del. Yeah. He, he says that. I thought when he gives a speech about like. I like who I am. My friends who like who I am. My wife, like I, my wife likes who I am. All this stuff. Yeah. When he gives that speech, yeah. it's a really nice speech. It's a really great speech, and it goes to show that Dell is used to himself and used to spending time by himself. So he's very comfortable, comfortable. with himself. Yeah. So I think that also shows that he's not used to spending time with someone else. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's why he's not necessarily thinking about, about. yeah Neil. But then there's Neil who's me, 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 me. 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 So you have like two different personalities at play here. Yes. Yeah. Uh, They get robbed. Okay. This is the scene. This was a, I was like, oh my God, this is the scene. Oh, really? Yeah. I I just. Like a a drudged up a dark, like deep memory way down in the depths of your brain. And I was like, oh, they. This is this movie. Huh. Yeah. No, I didn't have that at all. Uh, And so they're accusing you. They're in the diner. They're accusing each other of stealing each other's money, which is quite funny. And then they find out they have no money, but they have plastic still. Yes. 
which is funny going back to the 80s the 80s and they're talking about what kind of plastic you have and i'm just like wasn't there just like mastercard yeah that's what i was trying to figure out as well and really they didn't steal the credit card that was the other thing i know because there's it's pre-pin and it's pre-tap which i mean like now you would want to steal it for the tap but you just literally had to hand the credit card over to the person and they'd do the slidey slide yeah and that's that i i I was, I was like, oh, they've lost everything in their wallet. Hmm. But now, now that I think about it, when we used to go grocery shopping and mom would pay for her credit with her credit card, she had to sometimes show ID. I just always remember having, her having to sign. That too. And then make sure the signature matches. Yeah. That's what they would look at. Yeah. Oh yeah. On the back of the card. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. We're not of that generation of using credit cards in the 80s. So I'm not too sure. But that's what I was quite surprised on. Mm -hmm. Because I I agree. That would have made it more of a pain in the ass for them because then they would have had to phone the banks. Yes. It it, uh, It would have made it even worse. No, 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 thank you. (laughs) Movie would have been four and a half. I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because they would have been stuck on hold to try and get to the bank through to the banks <laughs> they go back to the air- airport after eating breakfast flights are back on but they're put on standby and Dell suggests taking a train because basically there's no hope in hell that they're going to be getting out that yeah. day yeah. i do believe that neil should have just stuck it out for the day and gone out the next day because if you're not guaranteed today, and let's say there's a giant backlog of like 60 flights. Eventually you're going to. Eventually you're going to. And through going through all this hell would have been easier. You're also fighting against less people for hotels. Okay. Because now there's less people because you're still clearing out people. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah, I suppose. Well, they decide to catch a train and so they do. And now we're on the train. Well, not we're for not very long. We're not on the train for very long. Also, Neil bought them separate tickets because Neil's like, see Adele, I'm tired of dealing with you. And then the train breaks down. Mm-hmm. And Dell's in the field walking his uh trunk. Trunk all alone. Neil feels bad. So he helps. Yeah. And off they walk together. Um, they make it to a bus station in I have Missouri bus question mark. Yeah, I believe that's where they end up. Yeah. And they to St. Louis. And then my next note is Dell sells shower rings for money. For cash. Yeah. For cash. Just a good salesman. He's just chatting people up, making the dumbest sales pitches ever, but it's just making all the money. Yeah. But also like his audience that he's targeting is young women who yeah. look as though they're in 15, like 16. So being told that is easy. But I think what I'm like missing is Dell's not an overly attractive man. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of confused how he was able to. He's just good personality, got the jokes. I guess. I think is what it is. Um, and confident in what he's doing. But I, this is another scene that I remember from the movie of people wearing shower Shark curtain rings in the airport. In, in the airport, <laughs> as earrings. Yeah. And yeah, 
and flights are still too hard to come by, but Neil suggests that they're better off separating yeah, at this point. Worse. And this is the point where Grayson guessed the ending. He was like, his wife's dead. Del's wife's oh, dead. Oh, I was like, Neil's wife's no, dead? No, no. <laughs> Del's wife's dead. He's, he's a traveling salesman. He doesn't have a home. Yeah. This is what he does. Yeah. Oh, my God. I was just like so confused. <laughs> yes yeah grayson you are correct yeah and i was like i'm not gonna say anything <laughs> i'll let it play out but neil gets dropped off at the car rental because he's decided that he's going to drive himself oh man car is not car's there. not there he has a wonderful walk to oh, yeah. the airport i don't understand why he didn't wait for the bus to come back. Because if it's like any of our bus airport parking lots, the yeah, bus this comes, comes every back. like five minutes or so. Yeah. Just hang out and wait. He was just livid. He just wanted. You would think that type of walk would have blown off some steam. I mean, he lost his shoes, though. I know. That's true. OK, <laughs> my notes say no car. He walks. He mad. He yell. <laughs> <laughs> I also was oh like, and music was good yeah music, music entering this was, was very very good but I was like how did you lose your shoes and what to what did you lose your shoes that you weren't able to find them and put them on like I have no the idea snow did bank? they get like stuck in something that you couldn't get I I don't know and then later on I'm like where did you get shoes your shoes that that was my other pothole yeah I mean, it's not really that crazy of a I'm plot hole. But I'm sure with all the cutout scenes, it's he, explained. Yeah. They went on a shopping trip. I have no <laughs> idea. They could have gone on a shopping oh, trip. wow. <laughs> what an experience that would have been. He throws away his agreement in the parking lot. You see him throw it up in the air. So when he gets to the ticket booth <laughs> and the the lady who's on the phone talking about her Thanksgiving dinner with her sister that she's not cooking. And he's just, he's, you can see in his face that he's blowing steam. Speaking of which these scenes with Steve Martin in the parking lot and like throwing himself down the side and like stomping around some of the best physical comedy I've seen in a long time. Yes. Yeah. It was just so emotive and so over the top and you're just like, oh, you're like really having it. But it was just like, I don't know. It, it's been such a long time where physical comedy has been a part of a comedy rather than relying on the jokes and things to land. Yes, I agree with that. And I noticed and this even goes to the very first scene of the film. There's a lot of physical comedy. No one's saying anything like they're giving room to breathe. To just take in what's happening. Yeah. And, you're, and it like builds up and you're like, oh, oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Cause like there's the tension mm -hmm. without even having to verbalize no. the tension yeah. is happening. And I, I really, really enjoyed that. He finds out that he is fucked. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, a lot of people approach her and ask her to say that line to them. That's her one line of fame, basically. Really? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And this is the scene that we were watching the movie with Debbie, and she was like, whoa, what is this? 
And here we are. He's all mad. Yeah. I, I didn't think anything of it. Didn't think anything of it. So he then goes to the taxi lineup and he's like, I want a taxi and it's taking me to Chicago. Yep. And the man's like, what, what? the fuck? Go rent a car. And he's like, hmm, I've been there. Tried that. I think at this point, Neil is too far out of line. He shouldn't have yelled at the ticket lady. Oh. Like, goodness no no i understand that he's upset and everything but at this point i'm like your privilege is showing i understand that you're frustrated i, I understand that every hiccup that you've hit has been a giant bump but you gotta check yourself a bit yes that is definitely a huge point where he is he's crossed the line i'm trying to think if there's any other ones that are like he then starts to just accept that the more time he spends with Dell, the more shit's going to happen. And he is like, whatever comes I'm my way. along for the ride. Whatever it is. Yeah, because um, he pisses off the taxi man, keeper, dude, and then ends up in a car ride with Dale because Dale's rented a vehicle. Yes, but he gets knocked out by the taxi yes, stand. Yeah. And I... Really didn't and, like... And Dale stands up for him. Yes, th- which was nice to see. But I didn't like that the taxi driver uh, person knocked him out. I thought that was kind of a bit too far. I did think him getting picked up by the balls was actually quite funny because it's not something that you would ever see. But I think it's funnier. What makes it funnier is Dell making fun of Neil, Neil for after, that. Yeah. After the fact, I thought was funnier than yeah. it happening. Yes. Because I think this is of the generation two of like men getting kicked in the balls is supposed to be comedic. Yes. And so they're doing a different play on it, which is fine. But the pure acknowledgement of the joke is funnier. Yes. Um, they're in a car. It's oh a, it's a my mi- God. This becomes so stressful. This is a miserable time in the car. Um, Dale messes around with the mechanics of the seat. And of course, Neil's like, you're going to break it. You're going to break it. He breaks it. Then he falls asleep. And I, this, this is, okay, three scenes. Hold, hold memory <laughs> in my brain. Shower scene with a tiny towel. Um, shower curtain, curtain ring earrings. And driving the wrong way. I these are the three nope. scenes that held <laughs> memory in my brain. I knew it was coming. I knew it was about to happen. Like I was like, car scene is gonna happen soon. <laughs> and sure enough, it did. It's so stressful. I loved the other couple on the other side of the highway that think that Dell and Neil think are making fun, fun of, of them. Yeah. That I was just like. This is so pure comedic gold. Oh, so stressful. <laughs> they're just trying to help. And they're like, <laughs> they're like, yeah, you guys are drunk. And they're like, you're on the wrong side. <laughs> yeah. What? Why were they on the wrong side? So, okay, so he fell asleep at the wheel. No, 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 no. no, he, no, no. no. Oh, so that's right. He gets, gets his stuck. hand stuck. Like he's trying to, it's too, he, okay, so he throws his cigarette, cigarette bud, not out the window, into the back seat. And then he gets warm and he's trying to take off his jacket, but his jacket arm gets caught on like the, but beside the chair, it gets snagged. So then he's trying to use his other arm and then, excuse me, both arms are restricted. 
And he's driving the car with his legs. That's right. And then he quickly takes an exit. Yeah. And then the car gets spun around. So when they drive back on, they drive down the off ramp. That's right. And then his hands are free, right? Because when Steve wakes up or when Neil wakes up. He's free. He's free. And so then they're driving. That's correct. Then. Oh, that's right. Then they're go between the two trucks. Yes. Yeah. And they spin around. The stuff is all over the highway. Yeah. They go collect the stuff off the highway and the car ignites. Yeah. Fire. (laughs) And he used Neil's credit card to rent the car because they switched by accident. Had their car switched. Yes, but it looks fishy because Dale noticed and then switched the cards back to the right owner. But he owned up like he was honest with everything about it. Yeah. He was trying to fix the wrong, even though he had already used his card. Which I'm curious because then what card did Neil use to rent his imaginary car that wasn't there on the lot? Oh, good question. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. So why is he all uptight about Dale using his credit card to rent a car when he probably used Dale's credit card to rent a car? Ah, good point, actually. Uh, I have a note saying I laughed a lot during these scenes together because Steve's body movement again and his line delivery kind of nailed it. And I think that's when, like, he starts just, like, profusely laughing. Oh, okay. And has just, like, accepted Accepted it. His fate he's just he's just stuck in this yeah (laughs) my question is how did they put the fire out because the next thing you know they're driving in the car and they're going to the motel i don't know i didn't understand that i was like so how is your car still functional yeah i don't know but it works yeah they arrive at a motel and offers the melted credit credit cards. cards yes it's not enough and they don't have any cash and instead, Neil gives him his nice watch. Yes. And then Dale tries to entice him with his watch and it doesn't work out so well. Because it's a Casio, which, by the way, Casios are still nice watches. They just obviously aren't whatever. Neil didn't even have a name brand. To his. Like it wasn't like a Rolex or no. anything? Oh, I can't even remember. It was just nice looking. Yeah. That, that's about it. But Neil gets a room and feels bad and shares. Yeah, because he has a room with two beds. Yeah. And he sees Dell sitting all alone in his, in the rented vehicle and mm-hmm. invites him in. They have a really nice scene together and they're getting along finally. Yeah. Oh, before that though, I have a note that you have a really nice moment with Dell talking out loud to Marie about how much Aww. trouble he has caused his man yes. and his big mouth. He kind of realizes that he's doing this to Neil and he doesn't mean, mean to. to. No, it's, it, it's, it's not out of malice or like yeah. his intentions are just. It's wrong like time, he, wrong, wrong place. place. Like he is trying to help, like, or he's thinking he's helping yeah. to the best of his ability. And he has a really, really big heart. Yeah. And he sees how important his family is to Neil and why he wants to go home because Neil is always like, I'm spending too much time at the office. I'm neglecting my family. And Dell, who doesn't have a family, is like, okay, like I'm going to get this man home in time for Thanksgiving. I think I, I really did like that scene and I, I it benefited a lot to the film and to Dell's credit. My only final two notes are they drive in the broken car and then the police pull them over. That's it. The men drink, socialize, they go to bed, and 
their car is stuck in the parking lot. <laughs> they reverse into, into the, the hotel, hotel room. and then they just drive away. I couldn't believe that. <laughs> I think this is one of the scenes where it was like, oh, that's where this is from. Oh. Yeah. Because I like <laughs> it's a very 80s comedy thing. Because after watching Murder She Wrote, they really like to put stuff through buildings. You don't really see that these days. It's probably because it's expensive but i'm almost like there's pyrotechnics so they're probably more expensive um yeah or people just don't find that funny or amusing it's yeah. like okay cool you put something through a building show me something new yeah i did i did like it because it showed that this thing that was on fire that was so hot basically got itself so stuck in ice cold like it's gone through two extremities and whatnot yeah i I I didn't like it. I didn't necessarily laugh. It wasn't something that I found funny, but I also liked the contrast of it. I see. Yeah. They get pulled over by the police yes, officer. Because and they were, well, they don't know how fast they were going because their car is broken. Yeah. And they show up in a parking lot at the um, police station and Dell's like, I've got a truck. And they end up in the back of the refrigerator truck. Yes. And then they're finally in Chicago at this train station. They part ways. Neil gets on the train mm -hmm. and he has flashbacks to all the things that subtly Dell has been saying yeah. and realizes that Dell has nowhere to go yeah. for Thanksgiving. Yeah. And his wife has passed. Mm -hmm. And so he goes and finds Dell and Dell kind of makes up like oh well you know like i and neil's like come home and he takes him home yeah it's a happy ending it is a happy ending he makes it home for thanksgiving and he basically brings a new friend <laughs> well neil gets to show his wife what he's been <laughs> dealing with like it makes the stranger in the situation more real i guess yes oh yeah, yeah. i also then think i'm just like how exhausted would you be? Because you've basically been up for 48 hours. Oh my goodness. I mean, they got two motels in it, but yeah. Oh, good point. I don't know why I didn't think I think that. it still would be exhausting, though. Yeah. Like, you, you, you just live that day and you don't know what's happening the next day. Yeah, because you you're don't, just, you yeah, don't have know no where yet, you're no. going <laughs> and you don't know how you're getting there. Yes. You're, you have a destination and Neil is trying to make it any way he can by any means yeah so out of the trains no out of the planes trains and automobiles what is your favorite mode of transportation not not from their experience no, your personal no, experience I know. wow <laughs> well i hate flying so that's immediately out of the question but the only thing with flying is you get to go to cool places i get car sick unless i'm driving or i'm sitting in the front seat but i can still get car sick and trains, I couldn't, I mean, I guess I commute on trains, technically. Sky trains is a train, but now you have to cut that out. Um, reverting back to trains. And trains, uh, oh, I hate this question. <laughs> Well, there's no other options that I was going to give you. I can't give you ferry because the ferry will only take you from one land to another landmass. And I'm not going to give guess you bus because bus is uh, no better than train or uh, uh, car. Yeah. I guess I'm going with planes. Oh. I hate it. 
I hate it, but I'm going with planes. I love trains. Okay. I enjoy the atmospheric of it. I enjoy that you get the scenery of it. It's a different scenery than the road, generally. Yes. I don't get sick on it. Someone else is doing the work for me. And especially in Europe, you can hop to a whole bunch of places really quick. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking of being in the UK, but I was also thinking Japan. Um, I don't... Even like metro systems being trains. Yes. Like I love them more so than buses. Always. Oh, yes. I much prefer to commute on the train than I would on a bus. Yeah, that's true. But flying, you get to go to cool places. So I think it's going to be fine. I mean, like... Yes, I understand that I wouldn't I can't take a train to one destination, <laughs> but like my preferred pre- my preference of choice is if I like when I when I did Europe, I had more fun riding the trains mm-hmm. than I did flying. The reason why is I can show up 20 minutes before my train leaves. Yes. I don't yeah. get that opportunity and like traveling to the airport generally costs you more money. Yeah. It's usually like isolated or off outside of the main major city. Yeah. You have to be there two hours before you have to do secure. Like there's not to say I, some train stations, I believe that like, you can do security checks, but it, again, it's just like, there's more effort to yeah. it. Do you see yourself more in Neil or Dell? Oh, <laughs> oh, I don't like that question. <laughs> <laughs> um, It's hard to answer that, but I, because there's two different personalities that I see myself within both of them. So there's nothing wrong with either one. No, but like I see myself as Dell when I have been traveling for a long time because you quickly just accept the journey. Exactly. Yep. You realize not everything that I I plan is going to happen and it's not going to happen in that order. So you might as well just let it let it go and usually more interesting opportunities come along is what i've noticed yeah and you then learn not to have expectations and when you don't have expectations everything turns out better much better yeah yes always always and that's just in regular life though too not even just traveling just oh, in regular life when you drop the expectations so much better But then it's difficult because when you're living in your day to day and you are habitual and structure, yeah, you're not used to that. I see myself in Neil because the stress happens of this isn't happening because I'm not used to all of a sudden things being thrown my way because um, Monday to Friday, it's like this and Mm -hmm. I have these expectations I have to get this done. I have to be here at a certain time. Yeah. But then I don't like Neil's attitude. No. So that's the one thing that I don't see within myself because I'm not an uptight person that will get mad at someone when something doesn't go my way. I I don't freak out at people like that. I worked customer service, so I've been on the receiving end of that and I never, ever want to put someone through that. But I understand where he's coming from as someone who lives in a business world. Okay. Yeah. But, but you I mean you see like small attributes that he has, you can 
see yourself in, in those. Yeah. But not the overall person that he is. Yeah, no. That's fair. So Jaylene as of today is probably Neil. Jaylene as a traveler who's been out on the road for two weeks is Adele. Mm-hmm. What about you? Um, I see myself in both. Very similar how you see it. Um, I can understand, not necessarily agree with all of Neil's actions. Um, but I am someone that likes structure and planning and organization. So I, I would feel agitated or um, anxious not knowing what is happening. And I do see myself in Dale when traveling for a long time. Um, but I guess overall, I would like to be more of a, a Dale or Adele than I would a Neil in a way, because he just seems so happy. Like he just knows who he is and he's okay with that. Yeah. I think like the other thing that I think is amazing when someone like Dell, you grow faster because your comfort zone all of a sudden yes. expands. Yeah. So when growth only happens when you're out of your comfort zone. <laughs> and Dell is constantly being challenged for that. Yeah. And I mean, that's probably why he's a great business salesman. Uh, yeah, for sure. He's willing to take those risks or he's willing to speak up or talk to someone, even if it's an uncomfortable situation. Yeah. Because yeah. at this point, what hasn't he faced? Mm -hmm. Okay. We should jump into ratings. Ratings. Story. You had a three out of five because it was so, so stressful. <laughs> I didn't enjoy my time. I knew it was going to happen. I knew it had a happy ending. I knew it was going. But the entire time I was like, man, I would just be absolutely miserable if I was either one of these people. <laughs> I just want to be sleeping in my own bed. Yeah, I understand that. Um, wanting to sleep in your own bed. Like when you're, you've, you've hit your point of like, I've had enough. I just want to be tucked into bed. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely understand. I give it a 3.5. I thought it was just really fun of a story. I thought how you can basically take um, misfortunes of one person and just make it last even longer. If he didn't have a timeline to get home to his family, I'd been like, okay, I guess this is, I'm here in Wichita, Kansas. I got to make it home somehow. At some point, takes off a lot of the stress, but... Yeah, I just I think what I really liked about this film was it explored the what ifs of <laughs> what if this doesn't go right? How do these two humans react yeah. to each other? Yeah. Because this entire film is contrived and I generally don't like contrived things because then you're trying to fit a circle into a square or a square into a circle, right? Like you're you're trying to make these things fit that don't belong. But this film was just a, a basically what can we throw at the wall and have these two gentlemen go through? Yeah. Yeah. Music. 4.5 out of 5. Wow. That's, I, I loved the music. Wow. That's pretty high. I was really into it. And I, it, it fit well with the scenes. I so. gave it a 4 out of 5. Okay. I also found out through trivia that Elton John was slated to write music for this oh, wow. film. But because... Paramount wanted to own the music rights uh, and his okay. studio didn't want that to happen. Yeah. It got pulled. 
I mean, that's that's fair. That's unfortunate. I know. But fair, fine. That would have been, I mean, like, I still think the music is great and it stands on its own very well with the film. Mm-hmm. But just knowing what could have Elton John done mm-hmm. with it, mm-hmm. it would have been good. Yeah. And it would have made this film even more memorable because I'd be like, oh, yeah, that was the song for... It'd be much like, am I, the only thing I can pick up quickly is like Tarzan. Mm, yeah. Like with Phil Collins. Collins. Like, you know, the music that he wrote and it's so, so memorable. You're like, oh yeah, that was from Tarzan. It makes you think Tarzan. Anyways. Um, Location scenes. You gave it a four. I also gave it a four. Cause they, they went to some fun places and you felt it when they were in the middle of nowhere. You knew they were in the middle of nowhere. When they were in New York, you saw New York. Yeah. They didn't, they Filmed only between two states. They didn't really travel all over. They just kept as is. They also, the interior of the house, they spent a lot of money building that for minimal shots. And the Paramount Studios apparently was really, really upset. Oh. Yeah. They spent a lot of money making it, which I can see why. Like, it didn't get used It's not much of, yeah. But I'm wondering, again, that three hours and 40 minutes version would okay, it have fair. used it. Yeah. There is a scene that we didn't go over, and I can't remember where it is, but it's a scene where they get picked up at the motel, at the very first motel. And it's the... Like the son of the owner of the motel that picks him up with yeah. the wife or the, the girlfriend or the whatever. Yeah. yeah. And he spits in his hand. Yeah. Okay. That actually happened, and Steve was not told about it until it happened. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And the wife, like the lady who played the wife, apparently was just like having the hardest time not cracking because everything that kept like happening was, it was legitimately funny. And like the director just went to him and was just like, you just be as like creepy and as crazy as you possibly can to get these two people into your truck. <laughs> oh my goodness. So like, I actually, this was a scene where I was like, this is this scene. Oh my God. And it just was, it made you feel so uncomfortable. And you're like, are these two guys going to be okay? Yeah. And yeah, I was like, don't, don't go in there. <laughs> Definitely not. I really did enjoy those scenes. Wow. <laughs> Do not get in the back of that truck. <laughs> and they freeze. And the, the mark, it like, oh yeah, that's right. The dog's dog. getting mad at them. It marks that they got into the back of the trucks twice. Mm. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> Both being cold. <laughs> Open air and refrigerated. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Total scores? Mine it well, overall? Yeah. Out of overall. Okay. 7.66. Mine is 7.7. I think I rounded up. So I think I was the same. Okay. Yeah. IMDB has it at 7.6. Nice. I know we we kind of felt it on par. And I I think it's like a very solid comedy. Yeah, I would recommend it to someone. Just like if you want to throw something on to like watch background or whether you want to sit down and watch it, like it's, it's all around just a good movie, like solid. For an 80s film, mm. I also felt as though... I was really nervous about some of the jokes that were going to come across. And I was like, this is going to age well. This is going to be really uncomfortable. I don't want to cringe. Nothing. No, nothing really made me go, ooh, we don't do that. Yeah. there And like no... I can't think of one thing where I was like, that's not politically correct anymore. Oh my God. Oh, I just realized that. 
John John Candy is Canadian. Yes. Okay, and he's reading that book. Mounted Canadian. And it, the no it, no the the Canadian mounted. Oh yes 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 that was died laughing. That specifically was picked out for him. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Nice. All right. <laughs> Sorry, I just made the connection right now. Yeah, when I saw that, it was like nice subtle joke. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no, I think that was something that. Again, like we're going to dive into films where there's going to be things that happen that just don't happen now. No, you're going to be like, "Mm, we don't, we don't say those things. We don't do those things. Those are not appropriate. Yeah. So there in 2020, it was announced that they wanted to do a remake with Will Smith and Kevin Hart, which I think would be fine. But I think what I love about this is. There's no technology. technology. Yeah, it's the 80s. Yeah. You're not ruined by... Email, cell phones, texting, constant feedback, communication. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's what makes this film really successful and still stand up today. Well, I hope that they would lose their phones, break their phones, drop their phones, something. And then Will Smith's character is like, I don't use a phone, man. Yeah, sort of thing. One of yeah. the one of those two. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> what oh. happened? Why didn't they make it? Just 2020 though. It was announced. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know if it's slated to still or like things okay. have happened. I yeah. just saw that. I, again, I didn't. Mm. There was there. If you want to read more about this film, there is nice. a okay. lot of data on IMDb. The Wikipedia page is also a pretty good resource. Nice. Yeah, and there are. If you have the bonus uh, features DVD, um, that was a special release. There's also John Hughes talking on it. Oh, wow. Doing Lovely. commentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think he does commentary through the film, but like there's an intro uh, interview that happens. Yeah. The big question, do we keep this movie? I'm so torn. I'm really torn on this one. I think this is the first one where I'm like, I'm like, yeah, it's a good movie. It's solid. But like, I know it. Yeah. Will I pull it off the no, shelf and watch? I don't think I would. But I think I would if I found out that someone had never seen a John Candy film. And, and then I'd, to show, see I'd show them Cool Runnings. <laughs> yeah, like that one's good too. But this one kind of... I think I, I understand the appeal of this being like a Thanksgiving classic for some people because it's just that heartwarming tale of two strangers having 48 hours together that are ultra stressful Mm. yeah i'm okay with keeping it okay because it's some it's a movie as well that i would probably lend out to some people okay fair yeah i guess we're keeping it i like i mean we don't have to I mean, we could always decide. No, we'll keep it. Okay. <laughs> We're keeping it. We're keeping the movie. I guess it's time to pull the next DVD as to what we are going to watch next week and talk about. I'm so nervous. Okay. I really, I, there's ones that I really, really want, like genre wise. And then there's ones that I guess I don't know if I don't want them or not until they come up. Okay, you ready? Uh, no. Let's just do it though. Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Oh. Um, Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt. Yeah. And Adam Brody. Oh, he is in that one. Yeah. 
I have not seen the entirety of this film, so I've marked it as not watched. I've seen it. I have not seen the beginning. I've seen the ending. Oh, okay. (laughs) It was always on uh, TV. Yes, it was. And so I just would catch it right at the end. Huh. And yeah, I'm actually excited about that one. It might be on Netflix or Amazon Prime, but we can look into that after. Okay, sounds good. Cool. We'll end the episode there. Thank you so much for listening. And I do hope actually you watch... uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles? Yeah, because it is actually a good movie. And if you haven't, and we haven't ruined it for you, even though you've gotten (laughs) to the end of the episode, I do think you should go and watch that film. Yeah. I mean, the fact that we we both rated it the same. Yeah. That's that's a pretty good, solid rating. Yeah, I do agree. Anyways, uh, that's that until next week when we're going to talk about Mr. and Mrs. Smith. All right, take care, everyone. Bye. Bye.